Welcome to Moneyline. I'm Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me here. Today is Friday, April 2nd. The market is closed today. I hate that. However, it gives me a lot of time to do a lot of research. Coming up on today's show, I have eight of my favorite trends, not just for the rest of this year, but for the next 10 years. And we're going to talk stocks. We're also going to talk about Bitcoin about to break out once again. The jobs numbers are doing well. We The U.S. dollar continues to fall, but rallying the last quarter. So much to talk about. So many stocks all coming up right now on Moneyline. The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. Again, I'm Matt McCall. Thanks for joining us here on Moneyline. It is Friday, April 2nd, 2021. And it is Good Friday. So happy Good Friday. Uh, happy early Easter to everybody who celebrates Easter. And I um, hope you enjoy your weekend safe, uh, happy. And if you're getting with family, man, that's awesome. Probably has been a while. So hope everybody has a great uh, holiday weekend. Uh, but before we get to that holiday weekend, or maybe you're with the family uh, watching the show together over the holiday weekend, um, you know, I hate days when the market's closed, uh, but I'm actually reveling in it today. You know, it's it's pretty chilly here in Baltimore. This morning, uh, very early when I was heading into the office, I thought, you know what? I'm going to get out the, the scooter, my little Vespa, uh, for the first time in, in many months. And of course, it happened to be the coldest day. I didn't check the weather until I got out to there and realized it. The real feel was 21 degrees. Uh, and I drove out a mile and a half, two miles of work, and I couldn't feel, I'm just getting uh, unthawed right now, or thawed right now, unfrozen. Um, so... It's, it's freezing out here, uh, and but this is actually nice. I'm in a nice warm office. It gives me the day to catch up. It's the end of the quarter, which is pretty awesome. So it, it's been a wild quarter. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, we're going to talk about the S&P 500 being above 4,000 for the first time ever. Uh, and I'm going to pull it up here on the screen in one moment. And uh, we're going to talk about the U.S. dollar, which is up there now. But more importantly, what I want to talk about is now that the first quarter is behind us, what are the trends that you need to be focused on? What are the trends you need to be investing in? And what trends have created opportunities in the last three months? Because we've had a kind of crazy last three months, to say the least. So we're going to talk about all that. Uh, but let's jump first uh, into the market, because I think it's really important that we do talk about the market here and what's going on. And uh, I'm going to pull up the S&P 500, uh, as we can see here behind us in a moment. And as I mentioned, uh, the first close above 4,000 that we've ever seen. You can zoom in here and see that. Look at that. I mean, th this is a, a beautiful looking chart, folks. It really is a thing of beauty. Uh, if you go back, what, what I love about this is it's a series of higher highs and higher lows. And what that tells me is that we are in a textbook uptrend. And again, we know a lot of our growth stocks and some of the NASDAQ stocks and tech stocks pulled back during the quarter, especially the second half of the first quarter. That's okay. They've created a lot of great buying opportunities. We're going to talk a lot about those trends and those stocks coming up in the show. And again, get your pencil and paper ready because we're going to have a lot of stock ideas coming your way. Again, nothing here is a stock recommendation. It's just research and my thoughts. You do what you want with them, uh, but I will share my thoughts with you. Uh, also, uh, keep in mind to like, subscribe, comment down below. And we're going to get back next week to doing a, a weekly question because I think it's important to get some insight and we all share our thoughts with each other. So we'll get back to that next week. Uh, a little bit different setting, as you can see. I feel like every day we've had a different setting, <coughs> excuse me, a different setting uh, recently. So 
eventually we're going to get everything set up here, but we're still uh, playing around with uh, the different studios and, and different things that we keep buying and, and cameras and stuff. So, but this is good enough for a holiday Friday. So uh, let's talk about the markets. Uh, as I mentioned, 4,000 here. But if we take a look uh, at the NASDAQ, let uh, me take a look at the NASDAQ uh, composite here. Also had a very nice day on Friday. Uh, it's closing near the best level in about 10 days. However, still well off uh, that high that we hit. And remember, the NASDAQ went into correction territory about a, down almost 12% when a pullback from uh, middle of February to early March. And we're now basing, we're at the upper end of that base. If we could break above that level, uh, about 13,500, I had to lean in because I can't, my glasses on right now, 13,500, this could easily retest the highs, which I think will happen in the second quarter. Uh, so for me, a lot of great opportunities to buy stocks that have pulled back from the high. Let's talk about this jobs number and the market's not moving on it, obviously, because markets are closed. But the jobs number for uh, March came out this morning. They added, uh, the country added 916,000 jobs, well above the 660,000 that was the estimate. Uh, they also revised up February's number to 468,000 jobs created. Uh, the unemployment rate is now at 6%, down from 6.2%. Uh, you take all that in consideration. Uh, you have the fact that more vaccines, nearly 3 million per day, are getting jabbed in people's arms. Uh, you take into consideration that uh, the stimulus is still rolling out, the most late, the, the latest stimulus is still rolling into people's accounts and getting into the economy over the next few weeks. Uh, take into consideration that we're likely going to have several more stimuluses in the years ahead. I don't see it stopping anytime soon. This money train took off. It's going to be tough to, tough to stop it. Uh, we're also going to talk about in a minute. Uh, the infrastructure bill that uh, Biden laid out this week, the first half of a $4 trillion infrastructure bill, uh, we laid out, he laid out $2 trillion, and we're going to break that down because it's not really an infrastructure bill, but it's $2 trillion going into the market or into the economy. Uh, another $2 trillion that they're going to announce in the next couple of weeks. And again, I think there's going to be another stimulus on top of that. The bottom line is there's trillions upon trillions of dollars flowing into the U.S. economy. Think about what's going on around the world as well, but this is the U.S. economy. You add that with the fact that the unemployment rate's now down to 6%. More people are getting jobs. The world's, or the country and the world's, re oh, I shouldn't say the world, France is shutting back down, but the country's reopening. Um, the cases, you could argue one way or the other, they're good, they're bad. Deaths are down, hospitalizations are down. Things are getting back to normal. I'm trying to get a dinner reservation for tonight, of course, last minute on Friday. I can't get anything. Uh, everything's booked up. I might have to drive to DC to go get some caviar. I want some caviar to celebrate the quarter uh, and some vodka. So I, I got to try to find out where I'm going to get that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's been one of those, uh, those quarters where it's been crazy. However, it, <laughs> it's only going to get better. I mean, you have trillions and trillions of dollars, folks, going into the market. So another thing I want to talk about is I had this chart up just a moment ago. I'm going to go back to it. And this is of the U.S. dollar. And this is the U.S. dollar uh, ETF. And it's a nice way to track it. You know, longer term here, I'm going to zoom out a little bit. You know, longer term, we are definitely in a, in a downtrend at, you know, from, from the high up here in 2020 coming down. But let me zoom back in. What you can see is during the quarter, we kind of bottomed out that first week in January and we've run up. <clears throat> to me, this is just running up and keeping with the downtrend line. So I think it's going to continue to fall. However, you know, when, when things are acting like this and you have the dollar going down, what should be doing well? Gold. 
I was just in the hallway out there speaking with a colleague of mine who's a pretty smart guy. And I, I use a smart, you know, kind of loosely with him, but pretty smart guy. And he's like, Matt, should I, should I get into Bitcoin here around 59,000 and change? I said, you know, it, it, once it goes through 60, 65, I think it's going to really run. I said, but I don't know, it could hit 50 first. I, I have no clue. Uh, he said, well, maybe I'll just go in gold. And I laughed. And he really thinks gold is a, is, is a viable investment. That is ridiculous. I mean, look at gold's done. It's getting crushed. I mean, it just keeps falling lower. Gold is dead. Get it out of your mind. I said this last show. I said it two weeks ago. Bitcoin is alive. Gold is dead. We have Bitcoin right now trading just below $60,000. And, and realize, you know, last night it, it was above 60 for a very short time. Right now, it's about midday, 12.09 East Coast time on Friday, p.m. We have Bitcoin right now at 59,445. I'll tell you this, you know, this is always my indicator. When I pull up my Coinbase account here, and this is one of my several of my accounts, but you know, half of this is in is in about is in um a Bitcoin. And then, you know, I have my other altcoins in here. And it's all-time high right now. It's sitting at an all-time high. That tells you something, folks. When gold is doing that, and my crypto account is at an all-time high. There's something wrong with gold. And the U.S. dollar is probably going to continue this downtrend, which should be good for gold. It should be good for precious metals. It should be good for Bitcoin. But it's only really been good for Bitcoin and altcoins. So give up on gold already. All right, now let's get into the fun part. Let's talk about the trends that I'm watching. You know, at the end of the quarter and a day like this, uh, I've been here since early this morning. Like I said, my hands are still cold from riding a damn scooter and, and I had gloves on. Um, it was crazy. I, I went through most red lights. I stopped and looked, but I just couldn't. I it was so cold. I couldn't. I couldn't really sit still. But while I was in here, what I'm going to do today and this weekend, you know, I'm going to get some nice dinner and some some drinks. But I'm going to work this weekend, and I like taking a look back on the on the quarter. But more importantly, looking ahead at where I see investment opportunities, and I think there's a lot out there right now. So let's you know, without further ado, let's jump into that. And let's go through these trends. The first trend is housing. And to me, uh, this is such an easy play. Uh, if you know anybody looking for homes, it's like multiple bids, it's going up. But, it, you know, it's kind of funny the way that humans, especially Americans, view life. When things are bad, they're bad. Oh, I can't sell my home. I'm not getting anybody coming through. That's what it was a year ago. I couldn't get anybody to come through a home, you know, because of the, the shutdown. Now, a year later, Oh my God, there's too many people coming through a home. It's going to be a bubble. It's going to burst. It's like, can't we ever be happy? Can't we ever have just something in the middle? It's just always one extreme. It's like we, we, we love being just miserable, which is why when you turn on the news, it's always miserable. We love it. It's, 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 a, it's a sickness that humans have. Anyway, I, I view this as positive. I, I feel like more people going and buying homes is a great thing. And we now have the largest generation in this country, the millennials, finally making good money, finally having the family formations that have been pushed back uh, for years because it's just, you know, every generation waits a little bit longer. Um, and you're seeing them move to the burbs, build homes, buy homes. Boy, I got to tell you, this is a really good thing. Redfin, which is one a publicly traded company, it's one of the companies I really like. We own some for clients at Penn Financial Group. They came out and said that the median home price was an increase of 17% year over year. That's a big gain. Uh, it's now at an all-time high. 
Again, people say that's bad. I, I don't think that's a bad thing. We want prices to go up. If home prices were dropping, we'd say, oh my God, we're in trouble. What's going on with the economy? Uh, they also said pen, pending home sales were up 38% over the same period last year. It's a bit of a skewed number because again, remember last year around this time, everything was shutting down. So there wasn't a lot of sales. However, it's still up 28% over 2019 numbers before the pandemic even existed. So still very, very good numbers. So if you want to see just how stocks in this area are doing, let's take a look at ITB. This is the U.S. Home Construction ETF. Broke out on Friday to a new all-time high. You know, I don't buy ETFs for, for clients anymore for the most part, 99% of the time. But I have some ETFs I've had for clients at Penn Financial Group going back years. I mean, like 5, 10, 15 years. One that I've had for a long time is ITB. So we actually still have a position in this. And I keep it just because if it's something that keeps going up, I'm not messing with it. It looks pretty damn good. So there's a lot of home builders in there that are doing well. So again, let's take a look at stocks. Again, this is trend number one, folks, housing. So here's a couple stocks. And um, again, I have a laundry list over four to 500 stocks that I look through clients every day that's always changing with my researchers. Uh, but these are just a couple that I'm, that I'm gonna talk about today. This is the AZEK company. It went, it went public back in June of last year. A-Z-E-K is a symbol. Very similar to Trex. We all know Trex, right? The composite wood, extremely expensive. This is a bit of a competitor to them. It ran up, hit an all-time high, and has since pulled back. Uh, to me, I've talked about this company in the past. This pullback is a great opportunity for what I believe is going to be a housing boom in the next couple of years. So that's one I would want to put on my uh, watch list. Uh, the next one is, again, I think I've talked about this one in the past, is uh, Fathom Holdings. F-T-H-M is a symbol. Uh, you see, it's, it's a pretty similar chart that we just saw with AZEC where it rallied, pulled back. But this one tried to, its second rally and then it pulled back until Friday. But if I look at the action on Friday, close that at, at the high of the day. It is, you know, the second pullback was much higher. That's a good sign. They provide cloud-based real estate brokerage uh, services. It's a small company, only $514 million. Uh, but if I look at growth, I like it. Last year reported $176 million uh, in, in sales. Uh, by 2024, it's only three years away. It, it sounds like it's far, but it's only three years away. Close to $530 million in sales. And again, I just told you it's got a market cap, means a valuation of 514 That means it's trading at a price of sales of less than one based on three years from now. Uh, we have annual revenue growth uh, going forward, 25.2% annual earnings growth the next three years, annual 71.4%, by 2024, looking to make over a dollar a share. So what I like about this is it's a small company, which fits into basically what we do in our early stage investor uh, newsletter. Uh, it, it's small, under $2 billion, which is what we typically look for. It's obviously high growth, 25% top line, 71% bottom line. Uh, it's in a great trend, uh, cloud-based real estate, and everything's moving to the cloud and moving to online, especially with real estate. Uh, and number four, it has what we call a path to profitability. A lot of these small stocks aren't making money yet, and that's fine. I have no problem with it, but they need to have a path to profitability. This company has one. So this is one to really keep an eye on, FTHM. A couple others we'll go through here uh, pretty quickly. Uh, RLGY, uh, which is a Realogy. Uh, I guess that's how you pronounce it, Realogy. Uh, this is another real estate services company. And again, the chart broke out to a high pullback, uh, tried to rally that second time, similar to Fathom. Uh, it's, it's, not, uh, it's a little bit of a, of a uh, bigger company in Fathom. Uh, sorry, you know, we, it's funny. 
we were when we were setting up today for uh, the podcast, uh, Dave and and Brooke, the two producers, were with me. Every computer was breaking. Everything was breaking. I mean, this is it's such it's so funny if you saw the way this whole thing was set up right now. Nothing was working for us. But uh, so Realty is about a one point eight billion dollar company. Doesn't have the top line growth that Fathom does. Only about seven percent annual growth. Uh, that being said, uh, it's it's got growth. It's got sales above seven billion dollars. So uh, price of sales very low. Bottom line though, earnings growth is around sixty three percent annually. By 2023, two years from now, expected to make $2.66 a share uh, based on a stock that is trading at 15 bucks. Uh, something's not right. So there could be some great opportunity here. It just seems too, too cheap at, at this point. Um, two others real quick that we'll go through uh, in, in this list. And uh, one is EXPI, which is a stock that we had in our power portfolio 2021, Louis Navalier and I. And as everybody knows who's members, we closed that out and we're now launching uh, take two because we had a 38.4% gain in two months. And we said, hell with it. Let's lock that in. Let's let the market pull back, which it did. And we're going to go out with 10 more. We have two in out there already. We're adding eight more in about two weeks from now. Uh, this was one of our originals and we were lucky. You know, I guess you'd say we sold near the high up there. It since pulled back and a pullback could be a great opportunity uh, for a company of like this. Again, this is kind of the future of real estate. These are companies you're probably not going to hear of. It's EXP uh, World Holdings. It's a bigger company, you know, $6.6 billion company. But again, cloud-based services, folks. Top line growth, 31.8%. That's revenue. Bottom line earnings, 62.8%. Uh, so again, you're seeing, you know, the path to profitability, it should turn profitable this year uh, for the first time annually. Uh, you're seeing sales go up to about 3.6 billion next year. Again, for a company that's 6.6, it's trading at less than 2.0 price of sales. Not bad. Again, for a high growth area. All right, so that's housing. I'm going to have to go faster. It's going to take us forever to get through these eight. That is housing. Uh, the next one is one that I absolutely love, and that is the future of transportation. Uh, you know, we had the infrastructure bill, the, the first two trillion rollout this week, and Biden kind of talked about that. Uh, it's called the American Jobs Plan. Two trillion now, two trillion more explained in the next couple of weeks. Transportation, though, which to me is, should be a large portion of this infrastructure, it's only $621 billion. Boy, you know, that's roads, bridges, EVs, public transportation, Amtrak, all included in that. Uh, if you look at the American Society of Civil Engineers, they are the ones who really take a look at our roads, bridges, airports. They believe it will take about $5.9 trillion to get our roads, bridges, and airports up to snuff. So that's not quite what we need there, President. Uh, I, so the other $3.4 trillion is going to a lot of different areas. Uh, we don't know where two of it's going, but the other $1.4 uh, some really odd areas. It's not infrastructure, put it that way. Uh, so that, that's a bit disappointing to me. Of these 621, you're seeing about $174 billion be uh, spent on electric vehicle related um, expenses. Uh, yeah, so to me, it's not the money we need. It, it's, you know, we, we need more for infrastructure. Our infrastructure, as you know, I take Amtrak a lot to New York, to Philly, D.C. Uh, it's, it's embarrassing a lot of times. I mean, you, I can't even work. I, I tweeted last time, when I went to New York two weeks ago, I was trying to work and I couldn't. It was just moving so much and the internet's going in and out. It was just, it's embarrassing. And you go to China and you take a, a train from Shanghai to Beijing, you get there in like two to three times faster than you could ever could here. And it's, it's the smoothest, quietest ride. It's beautiful. It's clean inside. 
it sucks that that they have such better infrastructure than we have. And I know money's going to Amtrak, but man, we have so much we need to do. Uh, I just think we need to spend more. Uh, so hopefully we can get some more and we can pick it up. And you think about this, if we had high-speed rail uh, from D.C. to Boston, uh, it would open up the economy even more because it would allow people to start building in areas that are a little bit cheaper, uh, which would allow businesses to build in areas that where land's a little bit cheaper, create more jobs, create more uh, housing. It, it just it, There is an economic impact of that uh, that people don't think about. And uh, it, unfortunately, we just look at numbers. We just look at the train itself. And, and okay, people may use it, may not use it. It's kind of like if, they, if you build it, they will come. You build that high-speed rail. If suddenly I can get from, let's say, Baltimore, D.C., it's like, what, 30 minutes now? If you can cut that down to 18 minutes or so nonstop, think about how well that would do for Baltimore. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of factors here that to me are, are being overlooked for political reasons on both sides of the aisle. You know, you know, this isn't political. I don't like either side of the aisle at this point. All right, so enough of that, but let's see. They're also putting about $3 billion towards five or towards tech, about $100 billion to broadband, to get broadband to people. I'm okay with that. But back to transportation here real quick. So also yesterday, NEO, which is the uh, big Chinese electric vehicle company, they came out and they said they saw... First quarter deliveries come in at 20,060 vehicles, and uh, that was a 423% increase over the same quarter last year. Uh, mostly were the ES6, that's their five-seater premium SUV, and uh, over 7,250 cars uh, delivered just in March. So it continues to ramp up. Uh, the stock ended up closing up only 1.4% on Friday, but it's well off the lows from 32 to 39-ish. Uh, in the last four days, uh, just so you know, I do have exposure to the stock for clients at Penn Financial Group. Uh, I love this company. I think it's uh, going to hit a new all-time high at some point in the next year. Uh, another one came out, a competitor to theirs, uh, XPeng, symbol is uh, XPEV. Uh, they reported sales as well. They reported sales uh, delivery of 13,340 vehicles, so a little less in Q1. However, year-over-year growth was 487%. So again, really, really good numbers. You can see the stock's bouncing back from that. But again, well off the high, <clears throat> still down about 50% from its all-time high. So I see a lot of opportunity here. And just this morning, Tesla came out with its sales. They delivered 184,800 vehicles, well above the 172,000 estimate. Uh, and what's what's amazing about these numbers is just the growth, but also uh, most companies, Ford and even Neo came out and said uh, about a week or so ago that they, they are having trouble with chip shortages because there's so many chips that go in these EVs and these new vehicles. There's so many computers in them. The chip shortage is making it slow down. Ford said they had to shut down some manufacturing. Neo said they had to shut down some manufacturing lines. Other companies had to as well. And the fact that they're still coming out there and 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 um, and getting great numbers is really fascinating to me. Let's take a look at Tesla just since I just mentioned it. Uh, Tesla stock here. I said uh, on Tuesday, I think it was when I did, I said at $600, I think it's a, it's a steal. And if I could buy it, I can't buy it because we recommend it for, for subscribers. I can't buy it personally. If I would, I could, if I could, I would, uh, I, I think it goes back to all time highs. I think it's a $3 trillion company by the end of the roaring 2020s. So I think there's huge upside in Tesla. And I think this pullback's a, a really great buying opportunity. So that's number two. Number one was housing. Number two is future transportation, clean energy. You know, UBS came out this week. I saw a great stat. They said that they believe $140 trillion, $140 trillion will go into clean energy to decarbonize the world by 2050. Just think about how big that is. 
Just think about how big that is. $140 trillion. So the GDP right now, I'm going to get the updated number, of the entire world is about $87.55 trillion. And this is in 2019, the last number we have. So $140 trillion. That's so much money. So when there's that much money sloshing around, there's going to be great, great opportunities. Uh, you know, take a look at the solar stocks because they've, they've taken a bit of a hit here as of late. I'm just going to pull up the solar ETF just to show you how the solar stocks have done. You know, they beautiful chart rallied up and then uh, Biden took office and they fell. It was almost like buy the rumor, sell the news because they knew Biden administration was going to be pushing clean energy. But this is this is one of those opportunities, folks, where we'll, could, we'll look back in two, five, 10, 15 years and be like when solar is everywhere that, my God, what a great buying opportunity. But no, you read the headlines, it's over. You missed it out. Oh, you didn't miss out. You're not getting in the ground floor. I won't lie to you, but you didn't miss out. So I think there's a lot of great opportunities out there with solar right now. Uh, Even wind, and this is an interesting uh, play here. This is one of the largest wind uh, plays out there. Uh, This is Vesta Wind Systems. Ignore that, it's a a bad trade there in that chart, that last little candle on the right. But this has really turned around. This went from an all-time high pullback to the 200-day moving average and started coming back up. Again, this is one I own for some clients at Penn Financial Group. But what a nice play. This is an ADR. So it's actually a European company, but it trades here as an ADR, American Depository Receipt. This is a nice way to play wind. I think wind is very over, overlooked. I think you looked at hydrogen as well. There's hydrogen ETF that recently launched. A bunch of solar stocks. Uh, I think there's a lot of great ways to play clean energy out there. Another trend I don't see ending and, uh, you know, it was so hot and then it was so not hot. And so to me, again, opportunity, folks, blood in the streets. It's time to buy it. All right. So here we go. SPAK. This is the, the ETF that tracks the SPACs. And you can see here, my goodness, it went from 22 and a half to 35. Boom. All the way back down to low 20s. I think there's great opportunity here in SPACs. The thing is, it's this pendulum. Everybody was getting in SPACs. And now there's, two, there's so many SPACs out there, there's not enough good deals out. There's not enough private companies. But it's like anything else in life. There will be the 80-20 rule. 80% are going to suck. 20% are going to be great. You just have to be able to pick that one in five. And it may only be 10% of the SPACs. There's so many out there right now. So maybe you got a one in 10 chance of picking the SPACs that will do well. Uh, but I believe some of the SPACs that have announced definitive agreements, meaning that it still trades as a SPAC. It just hasn't been gone through yet. Eventually, it changes to the new ticker symbol, new company name. Have gotten demolished, absolutely demolished. So I think there's some great opportunities out there. And I'm going to take a look at two of them here for you right now, just because I'm a nice guy. One is RAAC, Revolution Acceleration Acquisition Corp. And this, this uh, SPAC is going to have a, it has a definitive mer- uh, agreement to merge with uh, Berkshire Gray, which is a robotics company. So they work with like a ton of uh, e-commerce companies, uh, basically almost all of them except for Amazon for the most part, um, grocery stores. And what they do is you take a look, just Google and you can see the, how their, uh, the robots work. They will fill the orders. I mean, it's, it's absolutely, it's a future of all warehouses and fulfillment centers. And this company on the news ran from 10, 13 a quarter. Now it's back down to 10, 14, just above the original SPAC price. So I, I think this is a great opportunity to get into a company that is the future. It's robotics slash e-commerce, uh, which is a great combination. And then the other one is uh, still, again, uh, a SPAC, but it's got a definitive agreement. TS Innovation 
um, Acquisition Corp, TSIA. Uh, again, I have exposure to this for some clients at Penn Financial. They have a uh, definitive agreement with Latch, which is, uh, and believe it or not, I, I, I always screw this number up. I'm going to get it for you. How many uh, apartment buildings it's in here um, in the United States? Let's see if I can find it. Uh, all right. So anyway, so Latch is uh, smart locks. Uh, so to me, uh, smart locks is, are, are the future because every you know, kind of keys. Everything's going to be uh, you know through your phone or anything else. Um, I can't I can't think of a number off the top of my head, but it's in I think one in ten or one something crazy of all new builds out there, uh, condos that are being built. A great company. I mean, it's 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 in with so many already. Again, it rallied up to. 19 and a half. It's now back to 1050. I think it's a great long-term opportunity. This is a play on SPACs. It's also a play on housing as well, which, which is nice. Another trend I really love, which is unique, uh, it's really buy to lease is what they call it. So there's a couple companies out there. Uh, one that has gone public recently, and this is Affirm Holdings. Had a huge uh, run-up after the IPO to 145. Now it's all the way down to 70. It's fallen, it's fallen 50%. Uh, AFRM is a symbol of firm holdings and they basically allow you say you go to Ulta Beauty or I'm just using this as an example and you want to buy a hundred dollars worth of uh, makeup uh, but you don't want to pay the hundred bucks right now you can pay 20 bucks for the next five months and equals a hundred so you're not paying anymore so you think oh, how the hell do they make money well the companies such as Ulta and retailers uh, they will pay this company a couple bucks on, you know, pennies on a dollar, whatever it is. And they take that that money and they kind of take that spread in the middle. But it helps the retailers as well because you may not want to spend a hundred bucks. Uh, you may have it, but it just feels better to spend 20. Uh, so that's a really, really cool business model. It's not something I do, but to the millennial generation, more people buying online, I think it's really going to take off. Um, there's a couple other companies out there. One that, that came across my uh, radar a little while ago and I may have talked about this called Afterpay. It's an Australian company. I mean, look at this chart. My God. From 25 to 125. I remember looking at it down here on 70. I'm like, I missed it. And I said to myself, I can't believe I missed it at 70, folks. Look, we're pulled back to 75. It rallied on Friday, but it's filling that gap. My God, I love this. Uh, this is Afterpay. Very, very similar. It's in the same way. Uh, another one that came across recently as well, uh, Prague Holdings, PRG. Uh, very similar. They, they work with companies as well. Uh, this was spun off from uh, from Aaron's AAN. They help um, do the same type of uh, buy to lease, uh, but they work with um, like uh, appliances. And if the people don't pay, they're a little more expensive. They don't pay. They just take the appliance back. So it's a really great business model. Again, pulled back, filling a gap here uh, at around 45 or so. Uh, interesting, interesting company as well. And then there's one more FSRV, which is a SPAC right now, but there you have a definitive agreement with a company called Catapult, which is a leader in this business as well. You can see the, the market loved it went from 10 to 1950, back down around 13 and change now. Again, there's just so many stocks out there that have pulled back that, that are just fascinating. And that's the buy to lease trend. I got three more trends for you here. Uh, the reopening trend. I call it the great grand reopening. So two stocks that, that I really like. I don't know much about this company. I've actually never been in one, Academy Sports and Outdoors. But you can see here, I mean, look at this thing. My God, did it really take off that much? This looks crazy. I don't know if it actually took off that much. Um, it was up huge on Friday. Uh, this is a company, though, that it's like sporting goods. Uh, based in Georgia, a lot of down south. 
Goodness gracious. I will tell you though, sporting goods, when I went to the mall a couple of weeks ago, the longest line was outside Foot Locker. People love to buy shoes. They love to buy sporting things. People are getting outside more. Uh, they're buying bigger sporting goods because uh, uh, whether it be at a home gym equipment, whether it be bikes. Uh, so this one I want you want to keep an eye on. And the other one in that area is uh, uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. Oops, spelled it wrong, sorry. It's a DKS. Uh, symbols DKS <clears throat> on Dick's. A very similar chart. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I, I think these are two really great grand reopening plays that you haven't missed. I still think there's a lot of great opportunity. Uh, next trend, and again, the second last one, this is going to be 3D printing. A couple stocks in here like a Desktop Metal. Again, this one was a SPAC. We're at the 34, all the way back down to 14 and change, close at 15 and a half on Friday. Man, I have this for some clients uh, at Penn Financial Group. I love this. I think it's great. Another one we have exposure to, which we sold half on this big rally here. Uh, but we're still up on the other half. We sold half up in this day, kept the other half because we're still up big. This is Proto Labs, PRLB. They make some software, uh, some 3D stuff when it comes to uh, 3D printing. Uh, like this one as well. Uh, MTLS, Materialize. This is one that's been a favorite of ARC. Again, ran up so much. You think you missed it at 85. They pulled all the way back to 30, folks. And um, this might be a good example of one to take a look at the financials just because you know, when it runs up that much, it does get out of hand, but then it pulls back. It's about a $1.9 billion company. Uh, and you take a look at future growth. Uh, top line growth isn't great. I mean, it's not bad. It's 13% top line growth in the next couple of years. However, bottom line growth earnings, 95.5% going out through 2023, turning profitable next year, which again, path to profitability. You got to love that. Uh, and it's only a $1.9 billion company. So that's one to keep an eye on as well. And one other one that's in that sector that a lot of times uh, people overlook for whatever reason is uh, PTC. And uh, PTC has got a pretty nice looking chart here as well as you'll see in a second, uh, breaking out, pulled back. looks like it's about to break out again to a new all-time high. So 3D printing, I love for so many different reasons. Last little trend I like going forward here for the rest of the year and forward is uh, Chinese consumer. And a lot of Chinese consumer stocks got hit with the whole blow up in a hedge fund that we had in the last uh, week and a half. JD.com, I have for clients, a Penn Financial Group. I love this company. This is, I mean, this I, 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 if I get, if I get over this, I own the hell out of it. I think this hits a new all-time high uh, in the near future. Uh, PDD, very similar. I have some exposure for clients at Penn Financial Group, Penn Duo Duo. Look at this pullback, folks. I mean, I love it down here. This is, this is, it's tough to really bet against the Chinese consumer. And the last one is one I don't have any exposure to. It's an ADR that trades here. Uh, Meituan Diaping, I butchered that. But this is kind of like the Grubhub, the Uber Eats of China delivery. Again, look at a pullback from 115 down to 70 bouncing. Again, I think this hits a new all-time high. These pullbacks have to be bought. That, that's that's the bottom line here. There's just so much. I'm not going to show you this this here. This is all the stocks I really love for our clients and for our subscribers. I got to tell you, there's just so much opportunity out there right now. We had a crazy first quarter, folks. Uh, but again, let's just go back and let's end this quarter. Let's go into this Easter weekend. And if you're watching on Easter, that's great too. With the, with the S&P right now at 4,000. So if you're sitting down for your Easter lunch or dinner, whatever you all do, uh, or maybe don't celebrate Easter, you're just sitting down for dinner or lunch, uh, this weekend, and, and somebody says something negative about the economy or about the stock market or anything with money, just let them know one of the greatest ways for the average American, or the greatest, I should say, for the average American to create wealth in this country is through the stock market. And you can see it right here, and it's not too late. So please share that. And when I say create wealth, I mean long-term investing. I don't mean GameStop or that kind of BS that's going on. And people get mad at me because I don't like that. That's gambling, folks. I like to gamble, but I know when I'm gambling. 
Investing in stock market to me is not gambling. We do deep, deep research to come up with these ideas. I just went through with you. You know, let's go through that again. You're talking about ideas when you sit down for your your Easter dinner. Housing. And people say housing. No, no, it's good what's going on. Future of transportation. We'll never have electric cars and autonomous vehicles. Yes, we will, folks. Clean energy. Eh, those greenies, those tree huggers. We don't need them. Doesn't matter. It's happening anyway. SPACs. Oh, my God. I heard it was big and now it's falling apart. Nope. This is when opportunity arises. Buy the lease. Probably never heard of it. You don't need it. That's a great trend. The great grand reopening, folks. People are getting out. They want to spend 3D printing. What the hell is that? Explain it to them. And then Chinese consumer. God, I hate China. Too bad. You want to make money? Invest in a Chinese consumer. These are real trends, folks. It's ways to make money. Spread it. Spread the wealth. Help people out. Have a wonderful long weekend if it's long for you. I'm in the office. Uh, thanks to Dave and Brooke for being in the office on uh, Good Friday. Uh, have a wonderful weekend. Be safe with family. Man, enjoy it. Uh, you know, you live once. Enjoy this. Money's great, uh, but being happy is much better. So thank you so much for watching. I'm Matt McCall, and that's been your Money Line. Money Line with Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com.